And came together unto him the Pharisees, and certain of the scribes which came from Jerusalem. When they saw his disciples eat bread with defiled, that's to say with unwashed hands, they found fault. Thank God for the fault finders. We love them still. For the Pharisees and all the Jews, except they wash their hands often, eat not, holding the tradition of the elders. Now, it didn't say they're doing it for hygiene. It's a, it's a religion. It's a tradition. And when they come from the market, except they washed, they eat not, and many of the things there be which they have received to hold, as the washing of cuts, cups, pots, and brazen vessels, and of tables, because you see the marketplace was filled with Gentiles, and the last thing they want to do is bring a Gentile in their home. If you live in New York and you are a, a nanny working for a Jew, there are two fridges, one fridge for you and one for the Jewish family. You don't touch their glass, you don't touch their food. If you do, it's going the garbage. You are unclean, and they don't want you to touch their food or sleep where they sleep because they see you as dirty. And that's why they did this. They said, you're unclean. You are unclean. Then the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why not thy disciples, being Jews, do according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? I mean, the Gentiles touch it, it's defiled, and you still eat it. He answered and said to them, Well, hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites. What do you call them? My God, he called folks that today, they sue you or leave church. He called them hypocrites. As it is written, the people honoreth me with their lips, for their heart is far from me. Howbeit in vain, I'm going to ask you not walk while I'm reading the Word of God, please. Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandments of God, ye hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups and many other such like things. Ye do. And he said to them, Full well ye reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your own tradition. Lord, bless your word. Bless this congregation. Bless the families. Bless everyone that hear your word. Let us stay with us and abide with us, we pray. In the majestic name of Jesus. May be seated. And in reality, I only want to preach just to the church of Jesus Christ. So if you're not the church of Jesus Christ, you have no business getting involved in this message. But if you are the church of Jesus Christ, I have a right to say what my boss says. Now, there are different types of parenting. There are, you know, I felt when I was a kid, they should lock up my guardian that I lived with, because I got whipped so many times, I thought I was the American flag. 
I was a star in Spangles, you know. I got all the stripes. Saying they got all the all the colors. I got them all. In fact, I you know the British flag all over my body, black and blue. You know, just for me and you. I mean, and I couldn't understand why I was spanked, and I couldn't understand why. Most times we haven't even done it. We thought about doing what they spank us for. So we got beaten for what we thought about doing, but not what we did do. And that bothered me why I'm being spanked for what I thought about, but what I didn't do. But I, I, I saw the day when I wrote back from Canada to my guardians and thanked them for every stripe they put on my back, every stripe they put on my buttocks, every stripe they put on my hands. And I thank God for the many times they would not let me go places where my schoolmates could go and do things I want to do. And sometimes I violated and suffer the consequences. I know when I get home, I'm going to get whipped to death. But I'm going to just, I mean, if I'm mine, I'm going to do it anyhow. So I did it anyhow, and of course I got whipped. <laughs> but I was already, I, I got the fun already, so it doesn't matter. I was ready for it. <laughs> hey, man, it's always happened at bedtime. At night, you can't run. There's no way to run. But I wrote back and thanked them for doing that because they kept me out of jail. They, none of us that grew up under their leadership ever been in court one time in our life. Not once have we ever been arrested once in our life for any crime at all. In fact, all of us are professionals. Every one of us are professionals. The only place we could go was school and church. Nowhere else. Of course I went to movies. I, I snuck around and went and come back and got whipped. It didn't bother me to got whipped. I got whipped anyhow. I still went anyhow and got whipped again. But I realized I come home, the joy is over, and pain will come at last. And I went through all that. But I, I wrote back, and was the finest thing that said, I am saved. What? You? Yes. I remember that. Amen. You see, there, there are some parenting that are authoritarian. Authoritarian mean they are they dictate they <laughs> they lead and command they, you know they they control they're, they're these are authoritarian they're iron fist and then you got the uh, authoritative where they they first warn you teach you wait on you and then whip the hide in you the next time they got other kind. That's permissive. Boy, do what you want. But just don't affect me. That's a permissive parent. Do what you want, but don't bother me. Don't make me look bad. And then the worst kind is the last affair, that I don't care what you do, do anything, just love me regardless. You, you, know, you love me for being permissive. The permissive, promiscuous parenting style. Now, I don't know if you know this, what Jesus just wrote here a while ago, he's talking to people who is saying that they are worshipers of God. And I'm going to talk to the top church, the top church. The rest of you can listen to it. Now, I don't care if you call me authoritarian, authoritative, laissez-faire, or 
you know, permissive or whatever you call me. That's fine. It doesn't matter. What Jesus called me is going to matter most of all. It's what matters. What Jesus calls me, that's what really matters. Because your opinion, the word will flip to Jesus. <laughs> Amen. But worship, not any and everybody can worship God. Everything that hath breath must praise God. You got breath, you're going to praise Him. You're in prison, you're going to praise Him. You're good or bad, you're going to praise Him. Everything that hath breath must praise the Lord. But when it comes to worship, it's a whole lot different. Worship is intimacy. Intimacy. It's the closest of any functional, relational you can get involved in. And that's why, I'm going to shock you now, I'm not being rude, we call the word sex. It's not in the Bible. But sex is the highest form of worship. Sex is the consummation of the highest form of relationship. That's why fornicating, adulterers, etc., God abhors it. Because it messed up what he's trying to teach us about relationship between man and God. Between man and God. The highest relationship is the consummation of a relationship. Now, the Bible says that in vain they worship me. That's what Jesus Christ said. They're worshiping him in vain. Now, I found out there are over... 8,752 types of improper worship in the Bible. Just like there are several illicit types of relationships being organized and allowed in the government today. Our government is allowing all kinds of relationships because our government is permissive and laissez-faire type of rulership. They have accountability for what they allow because they pass laws. And then we are responsible for what we submit ourselves to, to that kind of law or not. Daniel, Shadrach, Shadrach, says, we will not submit ourselves to that kind of worship or thinking. They said, it's a violation of the commandments of God, and we will not do it. So they did not do it, and they chose to die than to compromise their values. And the Lord, of course, stepped in the fire with them. And the Lord shut the mouth of the lion against them. And so God protected them because of the stand they took was of integrity and ethical. Now, it all started back way back in the Garden of Eden when God made the Garden of Eden. That was God's garden. That's what Adam and Eve they made it for them. That's his own. And God put them there for the purpose of communion. And I was thinking, church, how God feels about the way we worship Him. I noticed the songs you sing. How this morning you're singing, and I'm listening to you, and I'm paying attention to what you're doing, and it sounds right. It's about Him. It's not about you. It's about Him. You're magnifying Him. And then God responds by getting involved. You know, you can tell when God is involved or it's just music. It's just drums, the strings, the piano, just noise. Just words, but he's not in the in the song. 
He's not in the music, and he's not infused by it. And God told Adam and Eve, I want to commune and have function and, and, and communion with you. Communion and union with you. In the Garden of Eden. And Adam and Eve, you know, I believe for a while they did the right thing. They did. As long as they did that communion. Worship is, worship is fellowship and union and communion. Fellowship in God is very, and God is very jealous about that thing. God says, come out and be separate. And touch not unclean things, and I will receive it. It doesn't matter if God receives you. You know, you can you can worship all you want, but if it doesn't receive it, you're you're wasting your time. We can pray all we want, but if God don't receive our prayer, we're wasting our time. And the one thing I don't want is spend my life in vain. I told those young boys just I said, Look guys, you don't want to waste your youthful days at school. Because after eighteen the world changed for you. After eighteen, many can go to big prison. You're going to be charged for any crime you commit. Hello? Big time. And you got, you got, <laughs> it's terrible. You don't want to go through it. All of a sudden, the law changes. Amen. And so, God wants His church not to be condemned with the world. And so, God showed the way to His church. He shows how to approach them. How to Worship Him. How to maintain ourselves in holiness and perfection. It doesn't matter how you dress. You say, it doesn't matter how I dress. Well, read the story. The man came to the feast. He was invited. And God said He wouldn't change. And He stayed there all that time. And Jesus Christ showed up in the, in the parable and cast him out. God told Adam and Eve, if we're going to have union and communion in the Garden of Eden, it's my way or the highway and the byways. Well, they chose not to do it His way, and God told them, out! Now you think God felt lonely by sending them out, but He didn't. He put two cherubs there. Now why didn't God settle for worship from cherubs and sought worship from us? But God chose to worship with us. And the Bible said, when God chased them out, God said, Cherubs, do not let these boys or girls back into my place unless they conform to my teaching. They never made it back. And I'm learning from that church that that's written for my learning and my admonition. If you're going to worship God, it's not going to be your plan. God didn't leave the plan to Moses. He showed him what he wanted and Moses did exactly what God required. And God showed divine approval. Ah, oh, you may worship with your traditions and your culture and your whatever you do. But friend, if God don't receive it, it's in vain. And the Bible said that God threw them out. And God stopped talking to Adam and Eve. God said, goodbye. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to your children. And so God turned to the children. You know, if parents won't listen, God turned to their children. If children don't listen, God turned to grandchildren. If grandchildren don't listen, God turned to grand-grandchildren. Until what are you listening to and break the curse of generational curse? And the Bible said, God turned to Cain. He said, Cain and Abel, here's how you worship me. They knew well because in the process of time, they came back. Now, it's one thing to start right. It's another thing to finish right. 
And the Bible said when they decided to change the way of worship. Now, it's good to want to worship. It's good to build an altar. It's good to bring a sacrifice. But is that what God asked you to do? Was this the requirement God required of you? The Bible said, King says, well, you know, I don't think I need a blood sacrifice. I just can put anything I want. And God, watch him do it. And Abel said, I'm going to do what's right. Church, I want to be an able church. It may be death, and it may be persecution, but it will be worth it all when we see Christ. All suffering will be a thing of the past. If you do what's right, thou shalt be accepted. But if you do not, sin lies at the door. And Cain said, I'm going to worship God my way. The rational way. You know, the rational way. Well, God's not that particular. And Bible said God had no respect unto what he was doing. He was doing all right. He wanted to worship. Nothing wrong with that. But God said it's wrong the way you're doing it. And God rejected it. And he felt the rejection. Would he repent? Not in your life. He got mad. God said, well, don't get mad at me. Get mad at your own deeds. I'll tell you what I want. And you told God to give it to me. Next thing you know, come murder. Wherever there is rebellion, there's always witchcraft. Wherever there's witchcraft, amen, there is always lying. And murder comes after it. The Bible says that. And so what happened? He killed his brother. All because God respected Abel's way of worship. Now, Abel was not better than he was. Abel simply did it God's way. It's either God's way or the highway. Now, the whole world is worshiping a God, but not many are worshiping the God. Because God is looking for somebody who will worship Him based on His specification. Now, you can do it your way all you want to and waste your life. Like I told these kids, when you go to school, you know, from birth to age 17, government support you at school, everything is free. But when you turn 18, you pay your way. Life changes very quickly. It's a shock treatment. And so the Bible says God respected Abel's worship. Church, pay attention. That's what God respected. The way you do it, God's way. Now, the world may criticize your worship, but don't worry about it. They found fault with the disciples because the disciples were not found their tradition. We're not traditionalists. We're Christians. We're not culturists. We're Christians. We're not bound by culture or ethnicity. We are bound by the Word of God. If it's written, then that's what I must live. I want to wrap myself in the Word of God and not worry about feelings. Amen. And so God rejected this man. And then God said, all right, I'm going to try to reach the world. I gave, I gave an ark, way of worshiping me. Nobody paid attention to Noah. You don't hurt the preacher by rejecting what I teach. You're crazy. I'm going to be saved. You won't be. You're going to be locked out of the kingdom of God. Uh-huh. Because God shown the way to salvation is on the boat. Either you float, <laughs> amen, and blow it up. You choose. Well, they chose to reject Noah. And they all died. I don't think Noah alone had a boat. 
But I believe God told Noah how to build the boat. God told him how to pitch it within and without. It was not left to the whims of the man's knowledge. God gave him dimension. You see, God always gives you direction. Now, you may not follow it. You may do your own thing and still want to worship God your way. But he said, it's going to be a vain effort. In other words, at the end of your journey, you're not going to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. But you might hear these terrible words, depart. I never knew you. Enter thou where? Not in the joy of the Lord, but the place prepared for the devil and his angels. And so the story is continuous and didn't stop there, church. We go on and we can see, church, we can learn this from Cain, Adam and Eve, the days of Noah, and then a guy called Korah. Korah didn't like the way Moses run, run, run the show. So, Korah, Moses, I don't like you. <laughs> I don't like the way you worship. I don't like the way you put all these laws on us and the people are in bondage under your teachings and, and you require this. And we're not going to do it. We're not going to do one thing you tell us to do. We refuse to do it. And by the way, where's the promised land you talk about? Nothing you say come to pass. And I said they had their own censor. Huh? And you know what? They were popular men. And everybody followed the popular voice. But my sheep knows my voice. And another, they will not follow. Hear me, church. And you know the story how it ended? God destroyed Korah and his altar and his incense. Why? He wanted to worship. Read the book of Numbers. He wanted to worship. But the way he did was not God's way. I want to talk to this church because we're not too far from the coming rapture for this church. And if we don't do it right... We're going to be earthbound. We can sing all we want, play all the piano we want, juke and jive and rob the out and jump up and down. You don't impress God. Hello? Oh, that is so nice and beautiful. We ought to do it. But do it God's way. God's formula. God's method. Otherwise, the worship is in Vain. Korah died. If you stop there, you think they would learn? Here's Aaron. Aaron's going to do the same thing. They can't find Moses. Moses is absent. You know, and so they figure, well, here's an opportunity to change the way things are done. And they build a golden calf. What do they want to do? They want to what? Worship. That's good. You want to worship. Hello? But where's sincerity? What are you doing? You're building a what? A calf. I thought you saw God the other day on the mountain. But he built a calf. He was the people's person. Go ahead, choose the pastor of your choice. Choose the church of your choice. Go where they tell you smooth things. Go where they tell you what you want to hear. Go where they tickle your ears. Well, honey, if your soul is lost and your name is not in the book of life, you've wasted your time. You've wasted your journey. you wasted your living. I want to know where the truth is. 
I want to know the straight way and the narrow way. Show it to me. That's where I want to go. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I'll build my church. Pastor Neil don't build a church. God does. This is not Pastor Neil's church. This is God's church. I'm just a servant of the King. Hallelujah. Let's worship God. The golden calf, 3,000 people died. Who said we want to worship? And church, we never learn. It's amazing. And I wonder if this church is making the same mistake that they made. He said, oh, Pastor, what are we doing wrong? That's the problem. What are we doing right? Prevention is always better than the cure. The Bible says, Native in the bayou, God. Now, you folks that don't believe this church should have a standard, and you think the standard is, you know, just kind of a draconian, and you think having a standard make me dictatorial, or not democratic, but more like a, what do you call it, the name of the guy? The guy who doesn't like to give you a chance to think? What do you call him again? The guy that demanded. Well, the Bible says, Moses, come here, I want to show you something. I want to commune with those people. And I want you to build for me what I just showed you in the heavens. And you put the gate here. <laughs> you put the fence so high, so wide, so high. Then you put in there an altar. Put a laver in there. Then you build a little tent and call it the tabernacle. And you spend it in two, and you break it up like that, and you put the furniture where I want you to put it. Don't put it anywhere else. Put it where I told you. Hello. But you wonderful, wonderful, you know, people that know how to fix things right better than Moses. Hello. After all, you're a stuttering, babbling preacher. <laughs> Moses, this is the thing that the Lord requires us to build. God named the fabric. God named the builders. God named the threads, the color, the amount, the quantity. All Moses had to do was what? Build according to the pattern shown. Hello? That's what this Bible is. A book of patterns. Tell you how to worship God. You can do it your way if you want it. It doesn't matter. Every man can do what's right in his own eyes and live in the book of Judges. But it's not right. It won't get you too far. You're going to waste your time. I was in, in Asia and I watched people bound the statue. My heart hurts and my, my, my internal hurts. But they also chose to ignore the revelation of who Jesus is. They chose to do it their way. And they've gone their own way and that's what they're doing. And so the Bible says, God put the furnaces there and told the sons of Aaron, when you come inside this place, don't get drunk. Don't drink strong drink or booze or whatever you call it. Hello? He said, Pastor, do you drink? Absolutely not. Why not? Because I'm born again. I'm born again. Do you smoke? No. Why not? 
My body is a temple of the God. I belong to the... Well, pastor, don't preach that way. I should. I ought to. Well, how should I preach? Psychology? Humanism? Or scripture? Which one should I preach? What are we built upon? The apostles, the prophets, and Jesus Christ himself, the chief called stone. Any other stone is sandstone. I'm based upon the rock. But these two boys said, we don't like it God's way. And so they took a shortcut and got the fire and lighted it contrary to the word of God. It's no different than you come to this church and say, I don't like this church standard. I want to change it. You don't have to do this. Da, 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 da. Women, you can cut your hair if you want to. Ladies, wear the pants if you want to. Go ahead. Men, be a transvestite if you want to. Hello. Men, there men if you want to. Same thing. It's all right. We can still worship God. You got gay churches. You got lay churches. And the true church. Huh? I got you now. Hello. And God said, now, I want you to worship me on the, on the day of the Passover. On the day of Pentecost. Well, I don't like that. I've got my job to take care of. I'll do it when I want to. God said, oh, yes? Oh. God said, on the Sabbath day, you don't do certain things. Well, I will. God said, well, you're not worshiping me then. Because you worship my way. The way I showed to you. And those boys, God killed them. And Aaron began to cry. And God said, don't cry, Aaron. That's righteous judgment. I told them not to do that. And they bring strange fire and had a response from God saying, that's not how you worship me. Church, would you believe all that was written for my learning as a pastor and you're as a saint of God? For our learning and admonition? A permissive parent is one that never teaches their kids, when you grow up, you go to jail if you do this still. You go to prison and they'll hang you if you keep on doing this. They'll lock you for, for, uh, for rape. They'll lock you for indecent behavior. If you don't tell that child that, he will one day come in and go to prison. It's too late then to ask for help. It's too late to come to the party gate and find you can't get in and try to go to that church. Hallelujah. Now, you think we'd all learn. No. We've got two more boys coming to the church. See, folks, this church is not just a building. Come here, girls. Come here. You come here. Hey, you come here. I hope nobody rape you in church. Or rape you in church. Or rape you in church. Or rape you in church. Come here, boys. I hope nobody seduce you guys in church. Huh? And come and loot act with you guys in church. Like the RC church does it. Oh, but it never happened here. This is the house of God. This is the house of God. That's why we teach men don't touch women. You don't touch this girl. You don't touch these girls. You know why? It's not right. God says good for a man not to touch a woman. You know why we say those things? Because the Bible says to prevent immorality. But there are two boys in the church. 
that think that they can worship God any way they want to. They can commit adultery and fornication and still worship God. Well, in the false church, it doesn't matter. Well, in the true church, it does. Now, I don't care what you think. I don't care if you don't come back. I'm taking the truth anyhow. I've been in a church. I've not been in a coffin. I've been in a church. I've been in a culture that God loves. And God says He wants a people pure and not impure, but sterile. Now, guys, there's no homosexuality in this church. The girls, no prostitution in this church. But us, we're not Phineas, use the girls at the door of the altar when they come in to worship God you know what he does seduce them and reduce them and rape them and the Bible said God said I'm going to kill him and kill his father and his family you know why permissive parenting would not stop him and they knew the boy is immoral they knew the boy is unethical they need the boys do wrong stuff, and they wouldn't deal with it. I'm telling you, friend, what the parents don't deal with, the school have to deal with it. What the school can't deal with, the cops will. What the cops can't deal with, God will. So you know what? Preach the word. Teach the commandments. Enforce it. Believe it. That our prayers be not stopped and be hindered. We want our prayers to be accepted of God. Can't say in church? Well, let's say, Pastor, your church won't grow. I'd rather not grow that kind of way. That's tumbleweed. I want to be a, a church of the living God. Every parent should feel their children are safe in this place. This is the city of refuge. I want you parents to stand right now. I'm going to tell you, your kids are safe in this house because this pastor of a flaming sword that said, my girl and your girls will not be raped and ravished and your boys won't be sodomized and we won't worship God continuously through that terrible act of sin. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! May God help you. Back to your seat. I'm not done. Praise God! Those two boys did that. And then they felt they were trying to secure. Here they are, fighting the Philistine. God brought judgment on them. Hallelujah. Now, I don't mind people lying on me and lying on the church. If it's a lie, God will deliver us. But if it's a sin, we're going to perish. We're going to perish. So we're going to perish if it's, if it's true. Paul says... There not be once named among you. Let be pure all the way. This church ain't no ordinary church. This is the body of Christ. We're trying to please God. We're trying to hear, Well done, thou good and faithful servant of truth. Well, Eli died and the boys died. Will that stop it? No. People still want to have their own way. And the Bible said... A guy called Jeroboam split the church. You know, just come in there, cause problems. Took off at ten tribes. And just to stop those people from going back to truth, you know what he did? 
He offered an alternative. This church stands behind every parent. When the parent says no, the pastor says no. When the parent says yes, the pastor says yes. You know what? We're to support the home. Not to tear. Lord have mercy. We're not here to tear it down. Because your house should be a house of prayer also. It should be a place where God is. Not some unseen guest. He's the master of the house. Somebody, hello. Hello. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let your house be a house of prayer. A house of thanksgiving. There should be no difference between the church and your house. It's all right. Can I preach on? I intend to anyhow. Hallelujah. Well, you know, he said, look, it's too far to go. Now, I've heard people talking about before. It's too much church. Everybody who told me that today are in sin. When I was looking for the devil, he didn't tell me it's too much. When I was spending that money, wasting my money on sin, this is too costly. But all of a sudden, looking for God is too much. Too far to go. And the Bible said, because of one man compromising sin, Israel never came back after 721 B.C. until the year 2000 A.D. Look how long sin can take you away from truth. All he said was, don't go there. Worship here. It's easy here. It doesn't matter how you dress. It doesn't matter what time you come. Hey, we got pastors who don't care if you show up at church or not. As long as you pay your tithe and your offering, you're okay. That's a hireling. Hey, good shepherd, check if you are missing. Which of you parents would go to bed and your kids are not there? Jesus came and count the, the flock. I wonder if he knows how many got to make Mary. Does he know? I wonder. I think he does. Hello? And the Bible says it's too far to go. They make it sin. Did it stop there? No, it didn't stop there. The Bible said a king didn't like the way God did it, and so he took down, listen up, folks, the golden shield and brought in a brass shield. Does it matter which Bible you use? I want you to turn to your Bible right now. See what's in your hand. You're all saying yes. Which Bible is in your hand? Look at the index and see what you got in your hand. Do you have the right Bible or it doesn't matter? Well, to me, it doesn't matter what's on the wall. Is that gold or look like gold? Is that fool's gold or real gold? Does it matter if they change the lordship of Jesus and make him just an ordinary man? Does it matter how you're baptized, whether by immersion or sprinkling? Does it matter if it's in Jesus' name or Buddha? Or Krishna? Or Muhammad? Well, 
I might say to this man to us, uh, for neither is there salvation in any other name, for there is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. It does matter. We're buried with him in water baptism. There is one God who is above all in us all and through us all. It does matter if it's three or one. I'm talking about vain worship. I don't want you saying, say, man, come to the gate and God says, hey, you can't get in. You worship all in vain. You require people to come and practice so early and so late. It's all in vain. Your giving was all in vain. Your praying was all in vain. Why, Lord? You didn't do it my way. You did it your way. Let's worship God. You know why God said, Pastor's feet are beautiful. I don't care what a chill blade or corn he's got. Hello? In some country, pastors can't afford shoes. So they walk barefooted. And the crust is that thick. But out of their mouth come gold. Precious diamond. The message of God's Word can save you for eternity. Hallelujah. They may not drive a Cadillac on their eyes. That's the donkey. Hello, my friend. Or they may wear tuxedo. Or they wear a sack. Amen. But church, or their mouth is coming. Oh, my God. Blessings. Hallelujah. Anointing. Revelation. Divine inspiration. I'm trying to tell church, don't kid yourself. Amen. If you're going to a doctor, I told a man this week, I said, the doctor don't care about you. Amen. Go find another doctor and find what's wrong with you because the pain is still there. You can't go in and sit down like that. You're hurting. you got pain. Find another doctor who will not stop till he can tell what's wrong. Don't learn to live with the pain. Get rid of it. Let's worship God. You know, David, God loved David. He really loves David. He loved David really good. I hope I can finish this today. But God loved David. And David had a good idea. Let's bring back the ark. Let's bring it back. But he made a mistake. He copied the neighbors. We have done things. Church, you are on test. God's going to bless you in due season. If you faint not, if you compromise not, though your blessing is delayed, it's not denied. Hallelujah. Sounds don't mean refusal. It means I want to see what you're going to do. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And David made a mistake. The Bible says that he brought the ark like the Philistines did on a donkey's cart. Tell you, church, there is no new way of preaching truth. There is no another way. It's the apostles' doctrine or none at all. Traditions won't help us. Hello? Custom won't help us. Hello? Thank you, son. The Bible said David brought it, and they're dancing, and they're shouting. I don't know about you. When I go to any church anywhere, I feel for the Spirit. And they're jumping, and I'm not. And I'm thinking, either I'm dead or they're crazy. But something's wrong somewhere. 
I just don't feel what they're feeling. I said, Woo! I said, Well, Lord, what's wrong with me? Do I have the Holy Ghost here or not? Do I feel anything here or not? I can't, I'm feeling after Him. I said, Try the Spirit. Joseph says, Isn't there a word from the Lord? I've heard 450 guys just spoke, but is there a voice from God? Do you, does, does it matter who preached to you? Do you really care? Well, no, nah, I'm back to Caribbean again. You know, that person was raised up. I, I was never allowed to eat out. That's why you got so much in Canada, you know, because in the Caribbean you couldn't eat out. You couldn't go to a restaurant. You would not eat. Oh, no way. If I would tell my guardian that I eat for my neighbor, they slap me to death. Bang, bang, bang. How dare you do that? Woo! It was like the abomination committed. You could not feed us. It just would not be allowed. You may give it to her to give us. You know she does? Throw it in the garbage can when you're going. That's the truth. She did that. We never taste one bit of it. It's in England I learned to eat out. And very rare. And a whole lot in Canada. Because nobody cooks in Canada. <laughs> but our church, I'm trying to tell you, beloved, David copied the wrong method and ended up with people being killed. We want to worship. Don't get familiar with Jesus. He's still God. He's still holy. He's still to be respected. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. He told the disciples, you will likewise perish if you don't repent. They were shocked. Well, David saw, you you know, usually got killed and got mad at God. I said, the problem's not mine. What what are you blaming me for? He touched that thing. I told you guys not to touch it. And when he brought it God's way, a man got blessed. Let's worship Jesus. Now, church, I could bore you a lot more facts here. But what I'm telling you all this is this. Listen to me now, folks. Top church, I'm talking to you. Because I know you won't leave me for telling the truth. You've been trained to listen to truth. So I'm going to talk to you. You say, why call me Lord and do the things I say? Is the pastor already doing what he says? Well, look, don't talk to me like that. I mean, he said, when are you going to betray me? And they say, is it I? Now, he knew who it was. Why didn't he point him out? He didn't. He want every man to judge themselves. Right? Why call him Lord? Are you doing what he says? You know what, Coach Church, this morning? It's required of a pastor to be here. You know why I'll be here tonight? It's required of a pastor to be here tonight. You know why I'll be here on Tuesday? Because it's required of a pastor to be a prayer meeting. Hello, I don't need you to tell me that. Because He requires it. This is the thing the Lord requires of me, and I'm going to do it. Hello, I've lost job over it. I've lost bosses over it. But what? I'm going to please Jesus. Because He can replace what they took from me. He said, if you love me, keep my, keep my commandments, and my commandments are not grievous. Huh? Now, what I don't want God to say to this church, these people, Pastor Neil, draw nigh me with their lips, but their hearts far from me. Hello. Now, you girls, 
When a guy come and tell you, I love you, ask him, am I girl number 999? Let me tell you guys something here, guys. All a boy wants from you is to go to bed with you, and then you're done. And then he go tell his friends that he score a puck in your net. And walk away and leave you with a big old. And then they will not pay child support. Because they themselves need support. And you're left with babies. Now, if I, if, if I was a, if I was God, and I'm not God, thank God, right? Or if I said, now, all my kids, all I want is boys. Because even if they messed up, I won't even know about it. That's why if you got girls, protect those girls. Go buy a shotgun. And the first guy come to your house, well, read between the lines. <laughs> read between the lines. Because you're gonna have problems. Read between the lines. Hallelujah. <laughs> Why come and sit and hear his word and do not what he says? Hello. Now I got four sisters and none of them got pre pregnant. Their daddy they sharp but Freddie can punch. <laughs> my sisters hate what my dad does. She's at nursing school and he showed up and go behind her back to her to her professor and said, Is she living right? When she found she's mad. But he didn't care. Well, why did you do that to me? I'm a boy. I don't bring home no bun and cheese. Girls to be protected. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not to stop. You know why? It's getting late. But I'm now through. But church, I'll come get this some of the day. I'll stand. I'm not finished, church. Obviously, I'm not finished. But I can see your lunch is looking at you. <laughs> Brother Marlon, you need to protect honesty. Track her down. Get a drama and follow her where she goes. So who are you talking to? Who are you pending to? Ooh, and McKendra, too. It's in the works. Well, if that is in the works, mother. Put trackers on them. But how does God want to be worshipped? You know, church people tell me it doesn't matter how you baptize, whether you sprinkle, pour, or whatever. Take you know sugar water. So weirdos out there. Do some weird stuff. You try to tell me does it doesn't matter? No, no, no. I want what, what, what it says. I want what it says. I can't take that approach to the tax collector. They'll lock me up. Is that right? Is that right? Or to the bank. What make you think of it to Jesus Christ? God said, I want true worshipers. They'll worship Him in spirit and in truth. Now,
Now, I feel sorry for all the boys who try to touch my wife. How, how many did you slay, honey? How many blood is on your hands? How many did you hit and blood came? Can you confess that? It's buried. <laughs> I was smart. I was at the long distance reaching out to her. Hallelujah. Ooh. Ooh. Hallelujah. Jesus is making us his bride. The Bible says Rebecca could not be the bride if she stayed where she was. She had to be willing to leave and cleave. Church, I'm sorry. I don't want to go to hell. I told my wife again, coming to church this morning. I said, honey, I'm not going to hell. I don't want you to go there too, but I can't talk for her. She's got to talk for herself. For her own self. I can't make it for her. But I'm telling her, I'm not going to hell. For nobody. Not even for you, church. I'm not going there for you. And why should I grieve God to please you? You can't help me. When I go six foot under, he ain't coming with me. I'll tell you what you're going to do. Go home, have a big party, and eat chicken, and, and whatever. And chips. Every funeral I've been, that's what they do. They crowd the crowd, and go and have chicken. And forgot you die. <laughs> and leave it all clay. Bring those things with you. The one you worship. Jesus. 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 Who think about worship? When you worship somebody, you say, Honey, you're beautiful. You're good looking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, you don't know how jealous you are until someone comes close to what you love. And God loves His church. We got some people in church because some folks don't dance the way they dance. They said, Look at that guy. I said, You leave that person alone. They're not to you or with you. That's with Jesus. You know. You know, my wife can't dance. I prove it to you. Watch this. <laughs> we're dancing with Jesus. I said, we're dancing with Jesus. I don't care what you like, you don't like. I'm blessing to please Jesus. I'm not trying to please the preacher of the church. I'm doing it for Jesus. I'm praying to Jesus. I'm giving it to Jesus. I want to worship Him in spirit. And in truth, I don't want vain worship. I want true worship. Come on, beloved. Let's worship Jesus. And don't care what anybody around you is saying or doing. Worship Him in spirit and in truth. I just come to praise the Lord. 